The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Let me tell you about BetDSI, who are our partners, our sponsors of this esteemed show that you're listening to. And we're very thankful that they are, essentially, they're a betting company. You can bet online with them. You can sign up. You can use the app. You can use your computer to do so. The NFL season is obviously over. The college football season is over. Congratulations to LSU and to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But basketball is ongoing. The NBA is ongoing. March Madness is just around the corner. You can bet on all of those things with BetDSI. If you use the code YARDS101, that's YARDS101, you'll get a special discount. you get all sorts of stuff. They've got a great mobile interface. All you need to know on BetDSI.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. On and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And it's watching large men running around in their underwear season. Simon, they measured some of these large men. Anything, I, I, poor choice of words to say that anything stick out for you. Anything, <laughs> and if I, said, if I said anything pop out to you, that would is be. About Chris is, this, is this about Chris Jones in the 40? <laughs> yeah. I was so, just going through the numbers now. I mean, so some small, some small hands. I should say then. I mean, I'm I'm literally just looking at the numbers now. Some small hands, some big arms. I mean, you know, some interesting measurements. We obviously had two as numbers, six foot two seventeen, one hand bigger than the other, which was quite interesting. I mean, there's some small humans as well. KJ Hamler. I mean, KJ Hamler is like five <laughs> foot one, and no, he's not that small. Five foot eight. He's, with a, he's got a 72-inch wingspan. I think my 15-year-old daughter's got a bigger wingspan than that. He's, compare he's, that, he's three apples cool. high. Yeah, compare that to T. Higgins. So, KJ Hammer's 5'8", T. Higgins 6'3", and 5'8", 178 oh pounds, God. 216 pounds. <laughs> yes. And a wingspan of 72 inches compared to a wingspan of 80. T. Higgins' wingspan is 81 inches, although that does show up on tape as well. So, You know, um, you know what's crazy is Chenault, LaVisca Chenault, who we both love, mm. um, his uh, his his measurements came out pretty much exactly like a power back, in in like the NFL draft. Yeah, uh, like yeah. He's, he's a six. He's six foot zero, oh, I think, and five he eight inches. Two twenty seven. Two hundred and twenty seven pounds. Christ, Not even rugs. His hands ten and oh, ten yeah. inches. Yeah. And then Chenault's, to be fair, his hands are are not. They're they're like nine inch mm. hands. So and mm. some people I already had. But you know what? Um it's it's funny because we compare a guy to compare a, a LaVisca Chenault to, I think naturally would be somebody like Anquan Bolden or mm. more recently AJ Brown, right? Yeah. Um, AJ Brown is exactly that. He's like six six foot zero you know and a half inch right and he's 226 pounds that's what he came out of so it's almost exactly like lavisca chanel but man Chris, you got to put on that tape and watch him yeah. just burn speed corners because <laughs> uh, you love a you love a man's hands um oh yeah 
people will get really irate about i'm just looking at michael Pittman. he's a big boy as well crikey yeah. um he, people will talk about oh joe burrow's only got nine inch hands jake from has only got eight eight inch and seven eight inch hands does hand size really truly matter because this is the question loads of people message me about oh two has only got so and so inch hands so and so has only got does this matter he's not gonna be able to hold a football is you know joe burrow had a heisman rated tweet this evening where he literally tweeted i'm gonna retire you know i'm on the brink of retirement now because i've just realized that the ball's gonna fall out of my hands and and that kind of thing <laughs> but um Considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts. I mean, that's, that's a great tweet. <laughs> I, um, I thought that was t- wonderful. Talk to us about hand size because, you know, yeah. does it really I think it's a, I think it's interesting. Um, I think that the hand size tends to be called out during the college career uh, because the football – you know, I've heard quarterbacks talking about the going from the college football to the NFL football. And, and in fact, uh, Chris Sims was – you know, he had Jake from uh, doing a little uh, workout at the Super Bowl and throwing the football around and stuff like that and comparing, you know, where do you hold the laces? What do you do? And um, Chris Sims and, and Jake from are both saying it like, you're going to like a NFL football better. Like, you, you'll find that it just whistles and sings through the air um, a lot better. And I think – Yeah, and that's real. I, that's real, I think by you, the way. Yeah. Like if, if you've ever held a, a college football and an NFL football, like I really, I swear to you, they for for our listeners who've never actually done that test, they feel different. Mm-hmm. Both of them feel completely different. One feels like a balloon, which is the college ball, mm-hmm. and the NFL ball is much sleeker, but a little bit more tactful. Like you can I mean, get a better grip. On officially, it. they're supposed to be about the same, but I, I don't think I anybody that holds them actually feels feels them and thinks the same. I think it's all the, the paint, all the paint that's on the college ball. Well, whatever it is, it's the hand size tends to be called out. I think at the college level, not the NFL yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a, co- I, a, a college ball usually is about one to one and a quarter inches smaller than an NFL ball. So to get into the weeds, essentially the circumference of a college ball ranges from around 20 and three quarter inches to 21 and a quarter inches lengthwise versus I've heard, 21 I've inches. Heard, I've heard differing on this. I've heard that their, their median like is, is exactly the same. I mean, it, that there's no, there's no difference, but, but I think the feel of it is different. And, yeah. and I think stri- that a lot of people, stripes make a, a lot of people describe, yeah, a lot of people describe the college ball as feeling, you know, like Alf said, more like a balloon or something like harder, harder that way so I think it I think it affects you more in college when you when you don't have it if you get through your college career bottom line if you're Jake Fromm you get through your college career career and you're Joe Burrow you get through your college career and you're throwing it you're spinning it really well um, then it's probably not a problem I mean Zach Taylor is head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals he'll have had Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback coach and he'll have had Jared Goff as a quarterback coach. Both of them had nine, exactly nine oh inch hands. So now I'll have Joe Burrow, who's exactly nine oh inch hands. I mean, it's not, I, I don't think it's that much of a thing anymore. I think maybe it used to be a thing uh, when the quarterback position, the nature of the quarterback position was different in the NFL back in the 80s mm-hmm. um, and, and the 90s. I think it's a little bit different now. And because of that, I, I, don't, I don't see it being that big of a deal. I think I do enjoy because we've been talking about Jake Fromm's hand size for years because I think his hand measurements were more or less known um, coming out of high school, more or less. And uh, 
nobody knew about Joe Burrows. So when Joe Burrows came out, like virtually the same identical, I, I kind of enjoy the cognitive dissonance there. Like, you know, Joe Burrow is still the number one overall pick because his hands were one eighth of an inch bigger, but Jake Fromm's hands are disqualified because, because they had, they were short by an eighth of an inch, which is just absurd on the face of it. I mean, let's be, let's face it. This is not, this is not a thing. People use this as a disqualifying factor. It's not a disqualifying yeah, factor. It used to be, you know, you know what it, it is? is? It's nice. It's nice when a guy like Jake or Jordan Love has 10 and a half inch hands. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice bonus bonus. It's an add on. Uh, but otherwise you, you try to make it disqualifying. It's not disqualifying. Yeah. And it used to be, it used to be that if you weren't above six feet, that you were disqualified as an NFL, NFL quarterback. You actually sure. weren't even looked at in the first three or four rounds. Well, it, I remember it being 6'2". I remember yeah, Drew, Drew Brees was disqualified because he was six feet. Mm-hmm. That's, a quarter that, inch above six feet. And that's only really changed in the last three, four, five years. Yeah. Now, I've gone into a, a complete rabbit hole here when, you know, because I saw this today, okay? Like, uh, you know, I didn't see many of the results of the measurements, but I did see this one, and that was KJ Hamler. And we talked about it at the start of the show. And I found his uh, recruiting pr- uh, press release where the Penn State Nittany Lions said, we have recruited Bradenton star KJ Hamler. He's a 5'10", 166-pound wide receiver. Now, when they bring him in, uh, he's listed at 5'9", 156 pounds on the Bradenton, on the IMG Academy website, Okay. Then in Penn State, as a freshman, they list him at 5'9", 176 pounds. And then this past year, at 5'9", 170 pounds. So they were just like inching toward this, <laughs> this reveal today of 5'8", 176 pounds. Very quick question for both of you. Is this disqualifying? As a I, I tend to think nothing is disqualifying. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so it's, it's not good. No. You don't feel you don't not feel great either. about it. Um, it's especially it's the higher you go, the higher you go with a guy, the less you're gonna feel good about it, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody felt great about the fact that Kyler Murray was short as as hell, right? Mm-hmm. But they were still gonna draft him a number one overall because he was yeah. compelling talent, and he got offensive rookie of the year. So I think I think that was justified. Um, but yeah, so you can't disqualify based on this. If you didn't already know that he was small just by watching the film, then you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I think but he will have good. to he will have to run and run very well. Yes. You can't be small and slow. Yeah. Yeah. At that position. If he's small and slow, you know, if you want to use a six round pick on him. Well, I mean, if, if you're a slot and you're purely a slot and you're tough as hell, maybe, but you're not gonna get drafted yeah. high that way, you're gonna have to no. prove it. Can we talk about a rumor that I put in the um in the WhatsApp group earlier on this week about Carolina and the number mm-hmm. one pick mm-hmm. um and reuniting Joe Brady with Joe Burrow? I've just seen a, a a tweet um from Pro Football Network from Ben Albright saying there is increasing chatter at the combine that the Carolina Panthers will make a move up the draft board for the first overall pick. The feeling within some NFL circles is that there is now some legitimacy to this rumor which would be fascinating, frankly. I mean, that would just blow the entire draft up, wouldn't it? It would, it would shake it up considerably uh, if you think about what, especially the position Miami is in. Mm. Miami is picking number um, you know, five overall, and we're going to have to wait and see. Either wait and see if Tua shakes out down there or go up and try and get him. 
But imagine if the first thing that happens is the Carolina Panthers give a boatload of picks to Cincinnati Bengals to to get to number one overall. And then uh, Carolina takes, of course, Joe Burrow. Now you have a different competitor sitting at number six overall, right? Mm, um, with a, the, with the, a load of picks. Yeah, the, with a load of fresh picks in their arsenal, right? And and now it's like, well, maybe we do have a competitor for that number three if they decide they want to move back up and get Tua instead of Joe Burrow. And that that that's that that really enters. I mean, and what if they just they just squeezed you out of it by doing a three team trade right away? You know, Miami has to try and insert themselves into that and bust it up. Um, yeah. If the if that if that starts to if Carolina if Carolina pulls it off, because I have a hard time thinking that they're going to pull it off without doing something. You know, I, I guess in a blockbuster, you know, at a blockbuster level. Oh yeah, what do you think it, they it can would have to be a huge, trade? huge trade. It, it has to be at least three first round picks and a couple of second rounders, right? At, at least oh. three first round picks. I don't know about a couple second rounders, but. Um, like they would have to beat the RG three deal, no? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, more or less. Yeah, I think so. I think it's fair. I mean, they'd have to have a fire sale. I mean, where it really gets interesting to me is we talked about this last week. I think they'd have to have a fire sale on that roster, right? Mm-hmm. And totally. and and so you're you're looking at it and you're like, okay, well, you know. Maybe we give them a call about Trey Turner, <laughs> the guard, yeah. uh, who's making eight and a half million dollars next year, and you know hey, would be hey, all hey, if they're if they're fire sailing, okay, if they're fire selling everything, hell, we have three first round picks this year and two next year. Give them a call about Christian McCaffrey if they really are yeah. dumping everything. I, I think that's one player they're not going to give up on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, you never know. I mean, because no, but, it is a running back. You, you got to give up. Listen, they can't just manufacture the the arsenal that they would need to get that pick out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, can't just come out by the out of thin air. You got to give up something of value. Yeah. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that uh, Tua has no loss of blood flow in his hip, and plenty of positivity coming out of his medical evaluations. Hmm. Well, which is good news. I don't think anybody was thinking really, or they shouldn't have been thinking that he was going to have the loss of blood flow. I, I think didn't his own, own doctor say something like, you know, he's got more chance of being mauled by a bear than actually having that happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he did say that. Yeah. Now let's go right back to Carolina for a second. Where do you think Cam Newton ends up? Cause uh, I'm looking around the league. Is there a possibility that this guy's going to be left without a, a team to play for next year? No, no, I think that's it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, hmm. if so, imagine so. What if Phil Rivers doesn't go to Tampa Bay? Maybe Cam Newton could go there. Um, what, what if, if what if the Bengals traded him? Uh, what if they got traded to the Bengals as part of the Carolina deal? Sure, maybe that makes sense. Uh, and then I would trade them Josh Rosen to fill out their quarterback position. Oh. <laughs> and, a, Wouldn't surprise me if Josh Rosen, if Josh Rosen was traded to Green Bay, for a case of Milwaukee's best light. Yeah, and some, some cheese, some curds. cheese curds, cheese curds. Uh, I don't know. They, <laughs> might, they might play hardball on those cheese curds. To be honest, I'd want the cheese curds. Yeah, I would. The ch- cheese curds in Milwaukee are ridiculous. So from good. the ones from the stadium, from the Green Bay Stadium, are the best ones that I had in all in the city. Right. 
see the ones that I went to that restaurant that you said you didn't like. Although this was my first time having cheese curds, so okay, potentially. Although you had a low bar, you had a low bar. That's a lie. I was at a bar in Milwaukee the year before, really moody bar, and um, uh, they were pretty nice in there as well. There were some fucking weird people in there, though. Wait, so which listening, bar? Because I was like, there. I was there just before. Oh no, this was there. in Mil. Oh, I don't know. It was. I was in Milwaukee, in trendy part of Milwaukee, and it was there was full mm. of fucking weirdos. There was a there was a really weird like uh, bar that I went to there that was um, sort of like spy oriented, spy themed. Hmm. And it like had all this like spy stuff on the wall and um, a dead room like that you had to get through a secret door to get into and stuff like that. Those had they had tremendous cheese curds, by the way. Okay. So I set nice. the bar pretty high out right away. Nice. Mike Freeman reporting. Uh, we, we talked about earlier in the WhatsApp, but Mike Freeman reporting that the dolphins, uh, apparently, according to Freeman, says that the, um, the dolphins uh, and NFC GM tells me the dolphins are extremely already extremely active in talking with other teams. They're shaping up to be among the biggest factors in this draft. I mean, that's a, that's a given. I mean, we've got 58 picks mm-hmm. in the first 59 overall um we're obviously going to be a massive factor in this job but do we think that this is moving around for you know do you think that we're potentially looking to move up to 18 to secure a, a falling left tackle do you think that we are talking about trades for players because we talked about it last week i don't think there's any way that the dolphins leave this year's draft with 14 new players given that they have no. 14 picks yeah. i just don't see that as viable it doesn't seem so uh, the one you that feels um superfluous really is the 26th pick and simon you and i like i noticed in, in both of our mocks we both pegged lavisca chenault there mm. even though they don't receivers like the last thing they need but i mean he's just such a compelling player yeah but it, seriously it was it was like well what else am i going to do with this pick because it's not going to be it's they're probably not going to use it and, you can uh, see that being used as a potentially turned over for a first round of next year if somebody's looking, you know, if somebody, or, if there's a, if or, there's a Jacob Eason falling or, a, you know. Yes. Or what I could see happening is if, if they are lucky enough, and I don't think this will happen, but if they are lucky enough to just sit there at number five and take their quarterback, and we know who we want, and they sit in there also with that 26 pick, maybe that 26 pick is worth maybe a Pro Bowl level performer for them somewhere in the NFL that is playing right now. We don't know his name, but it could be worth that instead of just taking a guy at 26 or pawning it off for more picks in 2021. I think if they're forced to take a player at 26, forced in inverted commas, take a player at 26, it wouldn't surprise me if it was A, DeAndre Swift, who Barry Jackson said this week mm. that the Dolphins are very high on, or B, just a position that the Dolphins love generally, which is a secondary player. And you look for some of those players that they really like intelligent mm. tough tackling guys that will not miss tackles and you kind of look at cj henderson and you think this dude misses a lot of tackles good cornerback but can he tackle to the level they want grant delpit similarly missed a lot of tackles but then you flip it over and you look at anton winfield you look at ashton mm. davis you look at jeff gladney you look at guys like the cameron dansler you know big tall rangy guys certainly the corners are big hitters tough tacklers and you think brian flores is never going to turn his nose up at a, a defensive back given the way that they like to scheme dbs mm. and and I, I mentioned it in last podcast you, you got to have a little bit of not not a lot but a little bit of question mark about xavier howard at this point mm. from, a, from a health standpoint i mean i know he has the big contract but you're like is he ever really going to be healthy you got to be wondering that and if you if you do wonder that then one good way to to really uh hedge your bets there is to go ahead and 
fill the opposite spot in a big yeah. way. And do you think do you think we'll see a scenario where he plays sixteen games ever again for the Dolphins? Yeah, I do. I I, yeah, okay. I, no, I don't I think, think we're that far gone that. yet, but okay. um, but it's it's certainly a question. Mm. I mean, they they might be easy on him in practices. Yeah, oh, I think he's going to get one of those, you know, couple of days off practices just to right, just to keep that leg, those knees healthy. He also didn't strike me as the kind of guy that wanted to play on a team that wasn't actually playing for anything. Yeah, he didn't play very well even when he was playing last no, year. No, he didn't. Uh, he, he has he that thing where it's every fourth game he has a, mm. a totally crap game. Mm. And that's, that's – he needs to get rid of that because he's not being paid for that. No. Is it just so. a coincidence that the year before uh, Tannehill's last year here, when it was essentially known that we were eliminated from the playoffs, that he all of a sudden found an injury? Or is that just a, a coincidence? You mean two years in a row? You're kind of thinking that that's yeah. That he's looking at the, the landscape and saying, "Hey, you know, I thought that that year he was preserving his value for his contract. Then he got his contract. Then he saw, you know, what the team was like, and he was like, you know what? Well, I think the Dolphins preserved him last year. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought know. so too. But I thought the year before he was looking at that. Neymar, the Brazilian footballer, always manages to get himself suspended um, at the same time that the Rio Carnival is going on. So he basically <laughs> Paris. So, no, I, you laugh, it's true. For the yeah. last two years, he's been suspended and he got sent off just for a bizarre kind of thing at the weekend. And it just so happens that the time he'll miss is the time of the, uh, of the Rio Carnival. So he's, either, he's always missing either his own birthday, his sister's birthday, or Rio Carnival. So he just manages to get these random bookings so he can just go home and party. So It's kind of um, like, you know. like Tiger Woods has not played in a tournament in Las Vegas since he had the scandal that took yeah. in Las Vegas. wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Would, you, would you take – I've got to get your opinion on this. All, this, all, this. all these rumors that the Raiders are actually in on Tom Brady at all costs, do you believe them? And why? Um, well, it's Tom Brady. That's why. But, I mean, I don't. But you could see, you know, you could see, look, with Josh Jacobs and uh, the Pro Bowl title Waller. And, you know, they've got some speed at receiver. You, you, you're going to have to think that they're going to add CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, you know, and complement mm-hmm. that receiver core. Big offensive line. You know, that's kind of what the, you know, the skill position-wise, that's kind of what Brady's been missing out on in, in New England for the last couple of years. So, you know, you say to Tom Brady, look, dude, we've got the big, you know, the big speedster that we brought over from, in free agency from the Chargers. We've got, you know, the runner up for rookie of the year at running back. Here comes Jerry Judy, the most route refined running back in this draft. Here comes, you know, mm-hmm. Darren Waller, the big tight end who had a thousand yards and went to the Pro Bowl. It's like, you know, we kind of, I, you can see it. I mean, I think it's a bit harsh on Derek Carr. I mean, I'm not sure yeah. Derek Carr's the greatest yeah, quarterback thing, in the NFL. That's my thing, because I believe, and I don't think I'm crazy by believing this, that Derek Carr is actually better than Tom Brady right now. He is, but I wouldn't want Derek Carr on the Dolphins. I don't think John Gruden believes that, I, no. and that's who, that's who matters most. I think that John Gruden I've – heard, I've heard things before about John Gruden kind of um, feeling like he can't necessarily call whatever – because he's a guy that does want to change, I think, his game plan and what he does offensively throughout the game uh, according to what the defense is showing and according to the strength and, and weaknesses of the opposing team. But I've, I've gotten the sense and I've heard that he can't – feels like he can't do that as much with Derek Carr because he's really worried about him, you know – making bad decisions or throwing in even though he's had stretches where he hasn't thrown picks he worries about it he feels like he's got to he's got to be played into being that safe 
And so, yeah, I could see him, if he feels like he's got weapons and they're ready to win right now and they're moving to this new stadium in Las Vegas and they really want to get this kicked off with a bang, then absolutely they could they could go for Tom Brady and really try and blow it up and, and go the distance. And I think that, that would be even, I, I don't know if it's smart, but it, no. it's certainly justifiable. The thing that are kind of warning lights for me when it comes to the Raiders and John Gruden especially is that Gruden is always talked about as a quarterback guru he done all those shows at ESPN and all that sort of thing. I don't think he's ever had his own quarterback. No. Mm. I don't believe well, at any point in his career. He's supposed to be allergic had. to young ones. Well, like, yeah. That's, that's the thing with him. He hates the young yeah. quarterbacks. And I believe he's only had one Pro Bowl quarterback, and that was with the Raiders, and that was 5,000-year-old Rich Cannon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe. But he went to the Super you... Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl with him. So that kind of yeah. informs mm. informs you a little bit of what he could be thinking. Yeah, about I don't a think Tom Brady. Johnson ever made a Pro Bowl, and I know Derek Carr hasn't made a Pro Bowl with him these last two seasons. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, for a guy that's been allergic to, to the young quarterback in his entire career, and and wants to wants to morph and change, just like the Patriots do. I mean, they changed their game plan around. Well, to be fair, whatever. it just occurred to me, he was there in Brett Favre's infancy in Green Well, Green. yeah. I mean, that's so long ago. I think there's um, going to be some fairly significant quarterback moves that look perhaps more unprecedented in terms of what we've seen in recent history. Because you could see, let's just say Tom Brady goes to Oakland. Derek Carr's not going to – you could see Derek Carr. I mean, he fits, for example, Bruce Arians' offense. Does Jameis Winston say in Tampa Bay? Or if you're Mike Tomlin, would you look at Jameis Winston as a guy you think he's still only 25? You know, Ben Roethlisberger's at the end of his career. They don't have a first-round pick this year. You know, they've, they've got a decent enough team. Do you really want to go with Mason Rudolph or, or Duck Hodges? How about you bring in a Jameis Winston who, you know, maybe has a, a year – correcting his eyesight and you know <laughs> and i got one team i got one team that we haven't i don't think we've mentioned too much on the, on the podcast but i make it a habit of reading what other beat writers write and uh, the guys up in indianapolis are pretty much Ooh. out on jacoby Brissett. at least i want to say that they're completely out but they're looking elsewhere and they're looking elsewhere this draft Absolutely, they should be. They, I mean, so, they have a chance. They have a chance to. And by the way, I, I mean that they they, they love Jordan they, Love. Yeah, it's Jordan Love. Yeah, that's their guy. As far yeah. as the the Indianapolis Colts intelligentsia, the media. I've definitely been hearing that. I've been hearing that myself for months. Yeah. Um, that he's their guy. That I I don't know how true it is, but mm-hmm. certainly I think that that would be a good um a good. In other words, everybody that. wants a quarterback, and we're sitting here at number five. Oh. It's 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 the biggest. It's going to be the biggest, uh, um, you know, carousel of quarterbacks in free agency of veteran quarterbacks that we've seen in a long time, and it also happens to be a draft where you can get like five of these guys in the first round, maybe even six. I mean, I think I've heard that Jalen Hurts is more popular with the NFL than mm. than most of us mm. believe. I've heard that too. And so I think that you can get five, being Nick or uh, Jacob Eason. And six, maybe even with Jalen Hurts being sort of a, looked at as another Lamar Jackson type. Um, and I hate, I'm not trying to stereotype there. It's just that that's, he is, he is definitely an agile, really strong running quarterback who also passes the ball, passed the ball pretty well in Oklahoma. So, yeah, you can get six in this, in the first round of this draft. And yet you've also gotten this free agency period, this ridiculous carousel that could be happening. So Pat Mahomes, yeah. Pat, Pat Mahomes has just tweeted back to Joe Burrow because obviously Pat Mahomes famously has 
in inverted commas, small hands. And he's put, my combine small hands are doing all right so far. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mahomes didn't. He had like long arms and smaller hands. Which yeah, is yeah. a little bit sort of opposite of traditional think the about what throw, you want. And in, and, I, and I'll bring you to the baseball world. The guy could throw ninety six mile per hours. Okay. Yeah. So and yeah, I don't care what he, he does. Yeah, he was a top prospect as far as a pitcher. So small hands. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Who do you think is going to run the fastest 40 this week? And do you think that, that, um, that John Ross's 4.22 is, is a target? Wow. That is a good question. Um, I know Henry Ruggs is, is aiming for it, and most, yeah. most of his Alabama teammates think he's going he's gonna to get into the 4.2s. Yeah. Do you know who the favorite is to run the fastest time? Is it Jeff Thomas? It isn't. Oh. It is the perfectly named Utah cornerback Javelin Guidry, who is <laughs> who is the I think he was the Texas and then California State hundred meter champion, and he is the now what is he? I did see earlier on. Uh, yeah, he was a hundred meter sprint champion in California and Texas. He ran a six fifty nine sixty meter dash. At the University of Washington Invitational, uh, and he reckons he can run. He can beat John Ross's time, which would be who ridiculous. Would be the, now, who will be the fastest running back? I got Zach Moss. Who do you guys? Have? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor ran a ten three hundred meters. Mm. Yeah, jo- apparently Jonathan Taylor can run in the four threes. Wow. Well, then he's going to get into four the threes. Crown. Yeah, wow. I mean the interesting thing about Taylor is that, that uh, he has got Taylor has got long speed. You know, he's not. He doesn't always strike me as immediately quick over the first 10 yards, but then mm. you never see him get caught from behind. And he just mm. extends that gap where he just runs away from people. You know, you watch him against Ohio State, you watch him in you know, big games last year, and he was just running away from people on long touchdown runs. And, you know, 180-pound quarterbacks as well. We're not talking lumbering linebackers or, or big safeties. He's running away from skinny guys, you know, who are giving him 40 pounds, 30 pounds. So I think Taylor will run fast. What about quarterbacks? Like we know, we know that Jalen Hurts is going to run fast, right? Um, yeah, although I don't reckon he's going to run much. Fast. Four six maybe for Hurts. Who, who do you think? Well, uh, so so who do you think? Okay, do you think he'll be first? Um, or if you do, and I I, I think you will, um, then who do you think is going to be second? Uh, and that's that's a good question because you know mm. Brian Lewerke is actually pretty fast. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. I've heard, and mm. and so you're also looking at him and Jordan Love. I mean, he's yeah, he's love has got wheels, yeah, definitely. He's got wheels. Um, um you got Tua Tonga Vialo on a wheelchair. Uh, yeah, he, he gets the motor. Kelly if he gets the motor on it, draft and Kelly Bryant can move. <laughs> Kelly Bryant can move. Yep. Yeah, Kelly um, Bryant can run. Yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering who's gonna who's gonna take second if if it even matters there. But um, receiver, who do you think that receiver is gonna be the fastest? I think Ruggs will be probably the fastest. Although there's the kid at um, Boise State. Um, John, mm, um, God, his name's completely gone out. It's, it's something like Bridgman or Youngman or you mean Hightower? John Hightower, John Hightower, exactly. Hightower. Who's, a, yeah, who's a really good Bridgman? player, by the way. Bridgman, Bridgman Hightower, whatever. <laughs> He's a um, good player as well. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> a British thing. <laughs> He's gonna run fast. I tell you, there's a guy, there's a running back as well who I think is gonna run really fast, uh, Raymond Calais. Um, mm. he, he's got some serious sort of four, two, low, four, three wheels. Um, I was just Googling uh, Louis, something. Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, 
Fuck. There's a Jet yeah. Anderson. There is Darius a Jet Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> I was just looking at something else at quarterbacks and potential 40 times. Can you remember what Dante Culpepper ran in the 40 in 1999? Oh my God. He ran like a really good time. He, he, he ran, didn't he run like a, like a four six oh or something like that four five two wow. four five two and it was like yeah, he was what, 260 pounds too he was he, huge. Was, like a he was six foot four 255 pounds he ran a 452 40 and he jumped 39 inch vertical and 120 122 inch broad jump he was that incredible is and left his knees here in miami yeah That's he decided insane. not to bring any of that he, yeah. he didn't of that athleticism to Miami. <laughs> it's shocking when you actually look up his numbers and you see that yeah, number of 40, that t- 46 touchdowns right next to his name the year before he comes over here. <laughs> Who do you think is going to light it up? We, we talk about because, okay, offensive tackles going to be our – we're going to be all up on that, right? Yeah, yes. Miami, offensive line, period, but offensive tackles, they need a left tackle. They need right tackle. Well, they need a tackle. They need somebody. So, who do you think – do you think Makai Becton is going to, like, yes, show up and moves, be be the Orlando Brown Jr. not very good combine, or is he going to actually going to going to have a good combine? I'm thinking for his size, he's going to have a good combine. Do you think? I, th- I, think, I, do. I think his 40 time would be horrible, but I think you he's going to be like, like – the guy – I made notes on this guy when he came out, and he actually absolutely killed it at the combine by the way he looked. I'm actually looking up right now, so – Talk amongst yourself. All right. So, well, what about Sadiq Charles? That's an athlete, right? He is yeah, going to kill absolutely. it. Right? Okay. Absolutely. I'll tell you who else is going to run well at receiver just before. is Devin DuVernay. Oh, Texas. Yeah. Okay. He, he's a flying machine. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Davis is – I mean, don't forget, he was the – what was he, the 110-meter high hurdle champion? Yeah, I was going to bring him up earlier. Because he's, he's very much in line. I mean, especially we have his defensive backs coach, right? So yeah. he's very much in line to end up a Dolphin. If uh, if Miami doesn't do anything about that free safety position and free agency, then you can kind of start looking at Ashton Davis a lot in the draft. Yeah, I got him. Remember Taylor Moton? Yeah, Taylor Moton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember what everybody thought of him coming out? Everybody thought he was about a fourth or fifth round pick, and then he I'm, moved at the at the combine. Don't talk to me. I I didn't think that. <laughs> well. It, that's a guy that drastically improved his his stock at moving mm-hmm. at six five three hundred and thirty pounds. I think I think Beckton could could do something similar. To Sal Salvin Ahmed, the Washington running back, apparently has been running in the low in the high four in the low four twos, high four threes. Um, doesn't necessarily equate on tape. Um, he, he's all right. He, I don't think he's a starter, but you might, you, you know, with speed like that, you could use him as a change of pace. I mean, he's what five eleven, two hundred pounds or whatever. I think he weighed in today. So, you know who I think is going to speak. Continuing on with the offensive line, who I think um, is going to light it up, and that's that's the guy that I keep uh, gushing about, Matt Hennessy. I really think he's oh, going to yeah. have. Yeah, he's so going to have like, great. He's he's got that. I mean. He moves really well. First no, no, time, absolutely. But, but I, yeah, I, I, he I, looks I mean, like a tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know yeah, the, he looks just like Joe Tooney. Tooney yeah, uh, yeah. had the exact same measurements build. Speaking of Joe Tooney, are you out on Greg Robinson, Chris? Well, you know he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't snitch. So that's that is the quality that I like to see in somebody that's protecting my quarterback. 
Was it um, yeah, you, or something? Is, is intelligence <laughs> important to you? Because this uh, man put 157 pounds of marijuana into duffel bags in his trunk. Yeah. In plain view. Yeah, he got he got um he got the flagged team, one too many times yeah, on this one. <laughs> the only team he's going to be playing for is in San Quentin. I mean, let's not be. Let, well, you know what? You know what? Fine. If he's in prison for fifteen to twenty, fine. I'll just sign Joe Tooney. You twist my arm. <laughs> I'm fascinated by these. Fascinated by these edge guys. You know, the guys that are going to run four fives, four low four fours. Mm. But a couple of linemen that I've, uh, uh, I've been flagged who apparently are going to perform well. AJ Epeniza apparently can jump forty inches, which Whoa. would be astonishing. And Neville Gallimore apparently is going to absolutely rip the forty. I've been told by a friend of an agent really? who's repping him, says Gallimore's absolutely going to just, you know, blow the doors off. We shall see. And Chase what? Young will not work out. Chase Young not working out, yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. But, yeah. And those, I tell you, those two linebackers as well, Murray and, and Patrick Queen, you know, light, mobile, they're probably going to run really good sort of low four fives, I'd imagine. Oh. But we have some added intrigue this year, and I don't know if this is well advertised or not. But they've have they have new measured change the drills agility yeah. drills. Like mm. they have the figure eight now, and mm. if you watch the figure eight, it's like you know they they have two large hoops, and you have to run a figure eight around them and get real low, get real bendy, and pick up a thing off the ground while you're running it, or uh, on both both hoops. So it, it, you watch it and you're like, wow, this is really impressive. That I can see how this measures things you want to see in edge players. Mm. And um, you wonder, like, I, I know that, say, Jabari Zuniga of uh, Florida yeah. could do pretty well in that. Yeah. Um, our guy, Alex Highsmith of Charlotte, I want to see how mm. he performs. I think that yeah. there is a chance he could perform really well because we know him as a guy that has a really good get off and athletic look to him. So it'll be interesting. I, I've got kind of a line, I think, on. Um, on what he should be doing, so I'm, I, I might pursue that a little bit and see yeah. see how he he's expected. His, his ten yard split will be interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what about the linebackers? Because we were just talking about Josh Uchi. He's not going to perform. Is that right? Yeah, not, he's got a, he's got an injury apparently. Yeah, well, that's um, that's too bad because gonna... he would have he would have blown it. I mean, the, the three guy. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is apparently running low four fours, high four threes, and apparently he's going to oh, jump out of the building. Jesus. Um, yeah, he just looks like it. I mean, you remember that there's that he had that sprint with Travis Etienne. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I do. And Etienne's a legit four three guy. So, yeah, he is. You know, and he they were they were literally nose for nose oh, uh, at the finishing line. Insane. Um, Murray, Kenneth Murray, and Patrick Queen are obviously going to run mm. uh, really fast times. I'm really intrigued to see Marcus Bailey, the kid out of Purdue, who I've mm -hmm. been watching a lot of um, the last sort of four or five days who I just think is a phenomenal talent and two ACL injuries, but 40 consecutive starts since then. You know, um, if, if he's been see. training really well, then I would look for, look out for Willie Gay Jr. in Mississippi yeah. state. If he's been yeah. training really, cause that's whatever the question about him is, is about yeah. his, Akeem how Davis, he is. Yeah. Akeem Davis Gator of Appalachian state is another kid yeah. to, to watch. But he's, he's like a smallish, right? He's a, he's almost like, yeah. a, I've been looking like over a, the, the yeah. names of the, of, of the guys invited to the combine, there's three KJs this year: KJ Osborne, KJ Hamler, and KJ Hill. That has nice. to be the first. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Can we think Curtis, of any Weaver, more KJs? Curtis Weaver is probably not going to run fast. There's also a guy yeah. from Stanford called Colby Parkinson. There is tight end, disappointing year. Mm -hmm. 
but Evan, has Evan Weaver. What do you think? We like Evan Weaver. What do you we think? We do. He's, yeah. Is, is um, he gonna? Is he gonna have as bad a combine as everybody you know kind of fears? Four eighty two. Yeah. Hmm. Might be looking at but that. It's not gonna not gonna stop him from being a, a player at the next level. Yeah. I mean, he's not gonna be a star, but he'll be. Right. He'll contribute. He'll make a team. He'll be a special team star. Maybe he's an a, AJ Klein. Yeah, he's a he's a player. He's now, a, a guy, he can get down. He's, he's a guy who's interesting. He was never thought of as being fast when, when he was here, but he goes to Georgia and he's Johnny on the spot. Lawrence Cager runs any good this week or no? Uh, yeah. The guess is no, yeah. but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. He was, I mean, he was a, a dependable. Yes. Well, one of the only dependable guys that Jake Fromm could really find until, uh, until that fab freshman, um, I forget his, whose, whose name I'm forgetting. He showed up finally by the end of the year, but um, I think it, it, it'll be interesting. Queen could be really fast um, yeah. if he's good player. if he's yeah he's a good player. Uh, it reminds me of some of the I mean, they got the they got that speed linebacker every now and then uh, LSU you know going back to Deion Jones and yeah. uh, they always got a fast a fast guy there and he kind of reminds me of all them. Um, what about the Alabama guys? What about like Anthony Jennings, Terrell Lewis mm. as the as the edge? kind of guys are they gonna just light it up or is eh, maybe not i think lewis has got a lot of skills a guy that disappoints in the 40 right because who's that guys run fast kind of like the miami guys oh the alabama guys yeah like uh, i don't think what was the last last time somebody disappointed in the 40 for alabama Hmm. it's like like i said it's he they're like the miami guys miami guys always show up at the combine and run well all of them it's just something. And they then, the, then you got the DBs, and um, you know, again, apparently Jeff Okuda running low four threes, high four twos. Oh, I think that's just gonna, you know, if he runs a four three three, it's gonna blow the doors off, isn't it? I mean, he's you know, insane. But there's, you know, there's some good, yeah. good talented players, and you know, it will be fascinating to see some of those, um, some of those numbers. I knew. I think you mentioned it, Ashton. This Anthony Ashton Gordon Davis. hype. Do you believe it? Yeah. Um. Who's that? Anthony, Anthony Gordon. Gordon. I think oh. he'll end up going on day two. Really? Yeah. Because the, the hype is getting a bit – it's getting loud out there. Chris Sims was, was ready to put him in the top five. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I see him getting into day two. Do you not? No. Not quite. Okay. okay. Um, the kid whose name I can't pronounce particularly well, but – um, the uh, Auburn corner Noah Igbehen Igbina him. <laughs> yeah, I know the one you talk about. I think I think he's going to potentially end up in the first round if he runs fast. Mm. I see that. I see that um, Daniel Jeremiah had him in his top twenty-four of his top fifty. I think he was twenty-fourth. Um, be interesting to see. A lot of talk about Jalen Johnson of Utah as well. Yeah, although he's got to have um, it was announced tonight. He's got to have rota- he's torn a rotator cuff or yeah. He's, I don't think he's like going to participate, gonna have a, but. No, he says he is going to participate. But oh, he is? to have oh, okay. surgery straight afterwards and be ready for the start of the season. Wow. So, what about Derek Brown? Tough, Kudos to him. Tough dude. Is he going to participate or no? I mean, he's he will, but he to, won't do well. Yeah. He's not that he's got tight. Nothing to gain. He's got nothing to gain by doing it, hmm. I don't hmm. think. I think, um, you know, even I, I kind of wonder, well, I, it, this is a good, this is a good uh, area to debate. I mean, what do you think Javon Kinlaw would do? Um, in these measures. I mean, part of me just wants to say, just murder it. Right. He's, mm. he seems like a specimen. 
Yeah, his build. I, I think his build. He's gonna throw it up. Uh, Two twenty-five. He'll throw it up thirty times. I think. Apparently, Trist, Tristan Worst bench presses four hundred and forty-two pounds. Wow. So, I suspect he's going to do quite well on the bench. And and everything because he's really yeah. really athletic. Yeah, isn't he? Um, isn't he? He's. I think he's the best tackle Egg in the draft. Ben, what do you? I mean, Egg I don't ben know about O'Henny. you. Big Ben O'Henny. Big Ben Yeah. Wow. Um, I've got. Jedrick Wills, I, th- I, I I just I look at that Jedrick Wills tape against Auburn and just mm. it was utterly flawless. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've sort of seen people that uh, maybe it was Jeremiah again said that he's spoken to a couple of GMs who thought that Worst could be an All Pro guard and said that a couple of teams are looking at moving him to guard as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would. I, I really like those three. Well, actually, I really I, I do like Thomas as well. I know he's taken a bit of a rough, right. taken a bit of a beating in the last you know, six weeks. But, you know, I think Thomas, Beckton, Wirfs, Wills, you kind of throw a blanket over all of them. There's some, sure. there's some proper talent there. Well, there's five because there's Josh Jones as Josh well. Josh Jones, and, yeah. And, it's, and that's, what, that's the point with the number 18 pick that we keep talking about is one of those five has to fall to number 18, you would think. And if they don't, and four quarterbacks are gone too um, before that number 18 pick, and, you know, of course, Jeffrey Akuda and Chase Young, um, toss Isaiah Simmons in there too because uh, in a way he's available then somebody pretty good is will have fallen to yeah. the number 18 pick you have to figure but I, I just overall think one of those one of those tackles has to have fallen yeah I think Thomas might fall I do Thomas could like yeah I think you might I think you might and, and I think Miami are known as SEC guys so they might yeah. snap him up definitely yeah. he'd be you know he's he, he fits the mold he fits the sure. mold I'm going over this list for Thursday. Austin Jackson's the other guy. No, oh, yeah, that's right. That people are bigging up and not not up. for my money, but no, you know, no. People are people are talking him up a little bit. You know, I I think it, I'd rather have Sadiq Charles. Yeah, me too. Although the 58 suspensions he's had would make me slightly nervous. <laughs> well, you know, just but change the marijuana really laws and then we're fine. He's a he's a really good player. Can yeah, Sadiq Charles run fast? From the wide receivers on Thursday, Tyler Johnson, I, will, I think. Oh, I like Tyler Johnson. He has a. Shot. You think he's? You think he's going to run real fast? I don't, I'd I be don't surprised know. if he runs fast. I, would, I think. I think next year Rashad Bateman is going to run the doors off the combine, but no. I, I, I'm not sure. Well, that, I, I think Johnson strikes me as a sort of four fifty two guy, four fifty four. I think Chenault is going to blow the doors off. I do. Yeah, me too. I think. I think that he's. I mean, he's six and a, six foot oh and a half and two hundred twenty seven pounds. But watch as he blazes into the four threes. Yeah. Because CD Lamb measure only uh, half an inch. Only yeah, half an half inch, inch and five pounds bigger than Jerry Judy, Judy, which is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because he looks he significantly looks, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. He looks bigger. You look at that guy. You're like, oh, that's a big, that's a big jump ball type of dude. And, and yeah, Jerry Judy's and like, oh, wow, I'm half an inch, I'm half an inch, five pounds lighter than him. The, what are you talking about? Justin Justin Jefferson had nice measurements. I think he was six oh, two. Oh, he's and, so good too. Oh, isn't he? What a route! I mean, I think behind behind Jerry Judy, I think he's the best route right. runner. Yes. In the draft, I mean, I think yeah. and, I think a team and I wouldn't be surprised if he's the better. You know, if he's no. if he's the best wide receiver in this draft, out of this class, hundred percent. He's in my. He's absolutely in my top five. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think at the, you know, at the detriment of T. Higgins, I think probably falls mm-hmm. out. But I would, I, you know, I'd be hard pressed not to have Jefferson at three slash four. 
Well, and that's the thing. Again, we're talking about the number 18 pick and whether all five tackles could go. It's like this wide receiver class is so talked up for good reason, right? For good reason. And there's going to be so many of them gone by the end of round two. And you have to think a couple of them are going up before number 18 too, to where they to where they drop a tackle down to us. And that, that's why I think you can sit tight and, and get a guy there as long as you planned well enough and free agents – and free agency to where you're a little agnostic whether you get a right or a left and i think if you're getting to then you have to be a little agnostic about right or left anyway right yeah definitely definitely well that's it there is no more the next time we talk to you it will be in the books the combine will be in the books we will have results we will talk about them we'll probably form our opinion on a few of these guys after we get those results but till then Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.